arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Amen. Amen. Today we celebrate the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. The lectionary, the lectionary appoints the feast. Okay, I think we need to lower the, yeah, thank you, sorry. Oh, things we're trying to deal with here. Thank you, Tom. The lectionary appoints this as being celebrated last Sunday. But as we transfer the Feast of the Epiphany to the first Sunday in January, and the baptism of Jesus is a high holy day, we ensure it is celebrated on the Sunday following. Don't worry, though, in case you really were, we ensure that both call stories intended to be heard this week and next will be read next week. The thing is, we do this lectionary dance because it is important that we celebrate both of these important feast days of the church. This Sunday into the next one is also a time of gratitude for me each year, as it marks the anniversary of my ministry as rector of this parish. Now, I was no stranger to this parish, to be sure. I had been the celebrant for the Christmas Eve service in 2013, days before being publicly announced as the incoming rector, which was kind of a dangerous thing. If you didn't like the sermon, I, was, I didn't have anything in writing yet. And I, I was doing that because at the time, we used the high altar on Christmas, and that was not reachable by Mother Kay Locke, the longtime supply priest because of the many steps. I also led the small Wednesday noon service after Mother Anne left the previous June. And I even attended the January 13th vestry meeting too. Still, this this was the first official Sunday with you as rector 10 years ago, this coming Friday, January 19th. Sometimes it feels like The time just flew by. But with the pandemic, it also seems much longer than a decade. So January is for me a reflection on that beginning, and perhaps it is for you as well. Certainly January marks a time of beginnings in other ways. People enter into New Year's resolutions. Now, I'll sometimes go unfulfilled. Just the making of them are a sign of hope for what may be. Beginnings are like that. Fresh slates, blank canvases, a place from which possibilities may become reality. And beginnings are what we are hearing about in our text today from Genesis and the Gospel or we would have heard it from Genesis, except uh, that particular one in the psalm did not get switched for this Sunday. And it's really important that I tell you what it was, because I, I have it in my sermon. So let me just, it's very short, don't worry, you all know it anyway. Genesis 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, 
let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness God called night. And there was evening. And there was morning the first day. See? Short. In the passage from Genesis we just heard, these are the very first words of our Holy Bible. It's the story of the Holy Spirit, that divine breath of God moving over the chaos and bringing order. God then creates light in the midst of darkness and gives a divine thumbs up to it all. And as we are in the lectionary year B, we read from the Gospel of Mark, where we hear the baptism of Jesus right in the first chapter. Mark, the first of the canonical Gospels to be written, has no birth narrative. There are no shepherds, no magi, no manger, no 12-year-old Jesus getting grounded for scaring Mary and Joseph half to death with his own Home Alone story. The author of Mark starts with an emphatic, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Introduces us to our locust-eating prophet John, and then a fully adult Jesus shows up to be baptized before starting his ministry in the world. Clearly, this author is in a bit of a hurry to get the story moving. Both of these narratives launch a beginning of God's creation and of Christ's ministry. The Spirit moves over the deep. The Spirit descends upon Jesus as he rises from the water. Light broke over the darkness, and the light of Christ was about to really ignite a fire across the world. And on this weekend, when we also celebrate something else, the ministry and prophetic voice of a follower of Jesus, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Just this knowledge of God's light entering into the world, Christ's light breaking across the darkness of humanity that gave Dr. King and all of us in these troubling times great hope. As Dr. King preached in June of 1967, less than a year from his assassination, quote, faith in the dawn arises from the faith that God is good and just. When one believes this, he knows that the contradictions of life are neither final nor ultimate. He can walk through the dark night with that radiant conviction that all things work together for good for those that love God. Even the most starless midnight may herald the dawn of some great fulfillment. King did not live to see the end of the darkness of racism, the dream he proclaimed to the world. 
Neither do we stand in that radiant light of the beloved community God has dreamt for us from that very first moment of creation. And yet, yet our faith tells us that God is present in the chaos of the dark, that the Spirit moves constantly over creation, that Christ's light overcomes even the deepest night. We know this to be true here in our parish. Over these past 10 years, we have grieved together the violence, hate, oppression, poverty, abuse, and exclusion that brings pain to children of God and all of creation. We have comforted one another as we mourn the death of those we loved. We have supported one another through a devastating pandemic. Yet we have also rejoiced in the blessings we have received through the years. New births, marriages, the sound of children ringing through the rafters, the buildup of our music program, new members coming through our doors, thriving ministry in our community and the community using our spaces. We have also come to know these past several post-pandemic years that God's creative work in the world isn't a one-time thing. We began together back in 2014 with financial stresses and congregational decline threatening the close of our parish. But we had faith. We had faith. And together we worked to grow in membership and financial strength to where by 2020 we were on our way to a bright future. The pandemic years knocked us on our heels financially, and our in-person attendance is less than half of what it once was. For the past two years, we have faced once again the possibility of having to close our doors. Yet we also knew that God wasn't done with us. And while still low in our in-person attendance, it continues to grow year after year. The enrollment in our school is increasing, and we will soon meet and surpass the goal we set for this year. We also, by God's grace and your generous gratitude to God, have had one of the best pledge campaigns in our 10 years together. As a result, we can now say that, even while there's still much work to do, we're out of the danger zone once again. Yeah, that deserves more talk. The dawn is breaking once again here at Christ Church, and it is truly good. Still, we know that none of this is for us alone, but that we might be witnesses of God's unconditional love, serving Christ in the least, the last, the lonely, and the lost. Which is why it is a, it's good that in a few moments we will renew our own baptismal covenant. The vows we make remind us that like Jesus, we aren't meant to stand there talent off and return home after our baptism. We are to do as Jesus did after he was baptized. Okay, perhaps not head out into the wilderness for 40 days, but Lordy, 
Our world can sure fill us with a sense of great evil and the temptation to give in to the despair of darkness, doesn't it? Jesus gives that darkness the divine flip-off and keeps on moving to do what he was there to do, and we are meant to do the same. Dr. King understood that too. Baptized into Christ, he was gifted by the Holy Spirit with a prophetic voice that will resound through the centuries. Despite the dangers, despite all the evil that surrounded him, despite the desire of the prince of darkness to bring him to his knees in despair, Dr. King knew that his baptismal call was to proclaim that God's light and love is stronger than the darkness of hate and racism. And now, it is up to each of us. We are the body of Christ. We are the prophetic witnesses to God's love. And there is still so much work to do in Christ's name. Ten years ago, I invited you all to come and see Come and see where Christ was leading us. And none of us could have imagined the wild and wonderful ride this would be for us, for our community, and for the gospel we proclaim. We've had our difficult times, to be sure. But as was made clear in our scriptures today, darkness may always be here. But it is the light that God brought into being, God's light, Christ's light, our light, that no darkness will ever overcome. And so we begin again into 2024, into another year of priest and people, into a new life out of near death for our parish, and into another year of living out our baptismal call. Folks, we're going to need the faith and courage of Dr. King to do this, to be sure, for we will enter into 2024 knowing the hate, violence, and oppression that will only grow worse in this election year. Dr. King offers us a message about that courage that we should hold in our hearts in the months ahead when the darkness tries to have its sway over us, trying to force us back. He said, courage is an inner resolution to go forward despite obstacles. Cowardice is submission to surrender to circumstances. Courage breeds creativity. Cowardice represses fear and is mastered by it. Cowardice asks the question, is it safe? Expediency asks the question, is it politic? Vanity asks the question, is it popular? But conscience asks the question, is it right? And there comes a time when we must take a position that is neither safe, nor politic, nor popular. But one must take it because it is right. We who are baptized 
must not only act because it is right, but because we are followers of Jesus. And I believe that this courage that King speaks of, that he had himself, it doesn't come from human power or might. It comes from knowledge of God's love in our heart, the authenticity of the Holy Spirit in our humility, and the power of Christ's light working through our brokenness. And so I invite you again to come and see. Come and see where Christ is leading us as we seek to courageously live out our baptismal call in this place we call Christ Church, in our neighborhoods and in the world. It's another beginning for us. And I suspect you might want to fasten your seatbelts because we are in for a joyously wild ride as we continue to grow in faith, serve our neighbors, and create community in the name of Jesus Christ. And in the end, in the end, I believe that God will look around here and say, it is good. Amen.